Hey y'all, this is DJ DeMorgans. DJ Geist. DJ Desaad. Oh, DJ Desaad. <laughs> uh, we got a special guest on today, as you already know. DJ Desaad. And we are Philosophy, Philosophy We, we Think. think. <laughs> we um, think. Anyways, guys, we're a philosophy talk show. Mm-hmm. Tonight, we're talking about Aristotle. Unfortunately. If you <laughs> listen to us, you're saying, why are you still talking about Aristotle? I'll tell you why. We are taking a philosophy course called Ethical Theories right now with the brilliant Professor Dunlop. Shout out to Dunloppy. She got me Thin Mint cookies. That's true. She does. If you have a want for Girl Scout cookies, cookies yeah. you can buy them from Professor Dunlop. And mm. you can, if you have a want, you can email, or not email us. You can email us, but don't do that. Yeah, don't do that. Because we won't respond. No. But you can... Contact us through Instagram at Philosophy We Think. Yeah. You can DM us, mm-hmm. follow us. And you can find Catherine Dunlop's thing on the That's true. website page for your philosophy department. Yes. Or if you want to call us, call we us. We can place an order for you right now. No. Yeah, right if now. If you want it. Right if you now. want it. Yeah, if you want it. Yeah, that, I forgot about that. At 512-495-5879. All right, y'all. What are we talking about tonight? I'm going to let y'all introduce the show because I need to use a restroom real quick. All right. Before, so y'all we, get, just... before we get into the, the show, so we got our, one of our favorite grad students, Kareem. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yep. I'm going to let you do this. Yeah, yeah. He's one of our favorite grad students, Kareem. He's the home slice Skilly Biscuit. And uh, he runs this, he's running this um, thing called Compass. And they're accepting applications for 2020, um, And he did not close the door. Okay. And so if you're, if you're wondering what Compass is, Compass is a philosophy workshop for undergraduate students from historically underrepresented backgrounds in the field. Their workshop will be held at the University of Texas the weekend of April 14th and 15th. Um, transportation, lodging, and food are covered for the duration of the workshop. Applications are open to undergraduate students from philosophy and in related fields. Their theme this year will be um, feminist philosophy law. They will discuss essays and uh, incarcerate about essays about incarceration systems, mother uh, motherhood as a legal category, and the intersection of sex, race, sex and race in the law. Um, also, this is if you want to um, do it, you can um, hit up us at our Instagram philosophy we think, or um, I guess you could email Kareem too. His things on the faculty page too. You can email your mama. Yeah. Sorry. You can close the door again. My bad. I'm back, y'all. Yeah, cream's cool. <coughs> we wouldn't be doing this if it wasn't cream. Uh, uh. But here's the important question. What what virtue is a Peyton violating by not cro- closing the door? Oh, that's mm. a good point. Magnificence. Oh. Magnificence. <laughs> you're, you're, uh, you're harming the public good by not giving away your door-closing abilities. That's true. Oh, yeah. the deadline for uh, um, Compass for applications is February 28th. So if you're really interested in philosophy, uh, feminist philosophy law, please sign up. Yeah. Just, um, yeah, yeah, no, I know, I know what you're, I mean, I kind of understand what you're doing. Oh. What what did you understand what I was doing? Just say what you were going to say. Oh, just DM us, DM us at philosophy we think. Yeah, if you have any interest about it. Yeah. Yeah. If you have interest, because you know FCC and stuff, you know, you can't like demand people to do things. Yeah. But we will. No, we won't. <laughs> no, we won't. Because we love you. Mwah. Um, uh, mwah. No, I love you. I don't know if DJ Geist does. <laughs> oh, I'm on the wrong computer over here. I'm like, bro, why? Okay. Why? You ever watch Keenan and Kel when you were a kid? Yeah. That was a good show. That was a good you show. You ever watch it live? Mm-hmm. Sorry. Uh, DJ. Desaad. 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 Yeah. Um, <laughs> anyways, okay, y'all. What are we talking about tonight? I, 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 we had talked about... A couple things we we didn't read for you guys a nope. particular paper this time. This week we was knew, chaotic. Yeah, we we knew I got a little sick earlier in the week. I'm feeling better now, um, but we also knew that we had a couple papers in our back pocket. Mm-hmm. Like we have Jillian Russell's logical nihilism. He has that. Yeah, we've got Gavin Lawrence's. I don't think I really. I think well, I was all right with it when I read it. Yeah. Life and function or the good function or whatever the name of that paper is. We got Human function. function. Human function, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we also have our project that we're working on, which is where I think we're going to start. 
Yeah, let me. Yeah. Um, we are doing a project for that class, and we we should have had our third dis- group member on here actually. Yeah. Right. That'd probably been a good idea. Yeah. But we have to describe a uh ver- a, a particular virtue for Aristotle. And for those of you that don't know and you haven't listened to our other ep- episodes, I'm gonna give you a real quick rundown. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, Aristotle's mm-hmm. a ancient Greek philosopher. He is talking about ethics. So this is questions of like, what is the good life? How is a person good? Mm-hmm. How do we judge a person to be good or bad or good, yeah. or good or evil? Anyone say these virtues are dispositions towards acting and feeling. <laughs> exactly. Correctly. Mm-hmm. Or yeah. excellently. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Correctly, excellently. Yeah. yeah. Um, there's virtues. And if you've heard the golden mean. You know it's what basically what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you have courage. or, fight, or y- We have an in-resident virtue ethicist. Mm-hmm. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> I am him. I am him, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so for our class, we have to analyze virtue. A virtue. Yep, and we picked magnificence, which well, I think is ridiculous. I don't know if we picked it. Dunlop really picked it. I picked it. Well, I sent it to you. Yeah, no, you sent four, and then Dunlop chose four out of the four. Well, I read this paper like... 20 minutes ago, so I'm just kind of going with the flow here. That's fair. Uh, that's fair. That's fair. No, Dunlop chose. Yeah, I'll be honest. We read the paper 20 minutes ago, too. <laughs> DJ guys didn't finish because he had to go to the restroom. Yeah, me neither. I got to section five. Oh, that's pretty I, I got pretty deep. I finished it. Okay, really? based. Mm-hmm. So um, give us um, your encyclia, encyclopedia knowledge of this paper. I don't know if I would call it encyclopedic, but I can like <laughs> summarize it, basically. So... First, we probably need to understand what uh, the virtue of magnificence is for Aristotle. Yep. So first, we need to distinguish it from uh, the virtue of liberality. Yeah, liberality- I don't think there's a difference. I don't think there's a useful difference. Yeah. But that's one of my objections. Go on. Okay. So liberality has more to do with like um, mm-hmm. the basic idea of like a basic charity, like just giving to the poor. Uh, whereas magnificence has more to do with. Uh, they both have to do with giving away of wealth, uh, but magnificence has more to do with giving away to the state in general for yeah. the common good. So um, mm-hmm. in ancient Greece, uh, it was very common, especially in Athens, for uh, for very wealthy citizens of Athens to fund uh, public things like um, theaters or competitions of sport, things like this. And so when Aristotle is talking about magnificence, he's talking about the virtue of giving away wealth to the state for the public good. Correctly. Excellently. Yes, in the correct and excellent way. Yeah. There's um, excess and deficiencies in his system. Like yeah. uh, virtues and vice. Yeah, vir- yeah. But these two vices, the, what the vices of yeah, of virtue two. are going to have an excess and a deficiency. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something like courage, and then you have if you have too little courage, you're a coward. If you have too much courage, it, you're arrogant. Yeah, tomfoolery, bro. Tomfoolery. Wait, wait is that? This? Yeah. Yeah. We'll go with that. Tomfoolery. Yeah. Yeah. Why couldn't it be Bill Fuller? Yeah. Fullery? yeah. Mm-hmm. What makes Tom so special? Yeah. <laughs> He's the guy that went after Jerry. No. Yeah. 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 Dude, me and me and DJ uh, DJ girlfriend. Yeah. We're watching. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I was struggling. Okay. We were watching uh, Looney Tunes the other day. Oh, base. She yeah. looks like she watches Looney Tunes. It's a good show. It's it was fun. Anyways, go on. That there was no point to that story. We were watching it. It was fun. Yeah. Moving on. Yeah. But so. We're going to just, like, spitball on our project, basically, which is really weird because we don't have our third member here, but no one, we don't really care. Um, and our virtue is obviously magnificence, which Live gave you the rundown of. Yeah, so so I thought it was characterized well in the – where's my notes? I thought it was characterized really well in the your very – Oh, yeah, you, you, my you're, 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 like, you're written out notes? <laughs> yeah. I thought it was characterized really well in the very first page, or like, the first line of the paper where – who is it? What's the name? The oh, I'm going to butcher this of name. Nafsika Atanasulis? Atanasulis. Whatever. But the first sentence? Yeah, they characterize it really well and they say the Aristotelian virtue of magnific- magnif- Are you me? magnificence is this concerned is- with the giving of large amounts of money, usually for projects that benefit a large number of people in the form of the state. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it is closely associated with Aristotle's other virtue of liberality, the virtue of giving and receiving money. You received that already from DJ... Desaad. Desaad. Yeah. I'm going to get it. Um, <laughs> but there is You're this distinction. Man. And the and the, What's up? You're taking initiative. Yeah, I'm taking initiative. Mm-hmm. I just think we all need to take initiative. Um, but <laughs> the, the, um, 
No, I, I mean, the distinction here is very subtle and it's very important, but it's just in the amount of money that you're spending. Yeah, like it's very like yeah, like I said, very subtle. It's like one focus on a very large sum of money, whereas the like what the other one's like very little. Yeah, yeah. I think it's also like the what the money is being spent on. Yeah, because liberality, it's more towards like individual people, whereas right. magnificence is more towards the state. Right. Yeah. So right. like me giving like money to a homeless person, right? Yeah, right. that would be more liberality. Yeah. yeah. Me giving money to this, <coughs> to start a homeless like housing place or whatever. Yeah, that would be that's more magnificent. That, yeah, it's magnificence. Yeah, you're so magnificent. Yeah, bro. Um, but yeah, no. I'm hot. Um, okay. Okay, sorry. Moving on. <laughs> uh, I guess one problem that I have with this, and we can just get right into it, mm-hmm. is like, why make this distinction? Yeah, mm-hmm. it seems I mean, unnecessary. It, it seems like Aristotle leaves all of these things out. Like, mm-hmm. th- there's like these virtues. What are there? Seven. Yeah. Seven. But also, there's seven. But then he he specifies there's some that can't be named. Like yeah. he's like some can't mm-hmm. be named. Yeah, but then like he, he he just leaves out a lot. Like um, one that I thought was interesting is like respect for moral virtue. Yeah, yeah. Like mm-hmm. this sort of like meta virtue in a yeah, sense. Yeah, based of like. You sound like it's a just, philosopher. <laughs> no, but it's like he he sort of neglects a lot of things, and then he somehow – it seems like all that Magnificence is doing is clarifying a sort of fine-grained concept of liberality. Liberality is just an expanded idea, like a like it, like last week we were talking about the narrow and strict sense of choice. Oh, yeah, like yeah. you have a – or sorry, narrow and strict – a broad, broad and yeah, strict yeah, sense of yeah. choice. It seems like magnificent is just a broad sense of liberality. Why can't you just define that under liberality? And that would be my question. What are you doing? Oh, sorry. <laughs> well, I think for Aristotle, we probably have to do with like his specific like his uh, his thoughts on politics. Yeah. Where he specifies that like politics is always like uh, should be in a sense what is the common good of the members of a political community. Mm. Uh, in his political it? communities, only like Athens and Ath- Ath- people from Athens and that are wealthy. Yeah, basically. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, th- I think that's why he makes the distinction because he wants to like think of magnificence more as a specifically political virtue. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's also this is a virtue that's only useful for like something else. Like it's not useful for itself, right? Right. Um. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That this paper didn't seem to think so. Yeah. This paper directly quoted that you should have three reasons why you do something. And one of those reasons that it said was yeah, I remember that, that yeah, yeah. you do the action for itself, which is like – I don't think – but I, don't, I th- don't think Aristotle would say that. I think Aristotle would say you're doing it for the good life. Yeah. You're doing it for eudaimonia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I think this is where like uh, like there's like lower goods. No, I don't, I don't know if Mag- Magnificent is like a lower good. But there's these things where like you do for themselves and that's like compa- like do do it for itself or no. You do it for the sake of something else, and that's compatible with that's still compatible with Aristotle's view, and I don't know why he's like. You do it for the sake of something else. Yeah, like. Yeah, eudaimonia. Well, I think it also needs to be said that eudaimonia is specifically activity in accordance with virtue. Yeah. Aristotle. Right. So performing an, a virtuous activity like being uh, magnificent would be good in itself because that is at least part of what eudaimonia <coughs> consists in. I don't know. I don't know if that I, that, that doesn't just doesn't sit right with my stomach. Why? I don't know. It just, it seems like, this is my issue with Aristotle. I don't know how many, he has this puzzle, like how everything fits into human flourishing, and I don't know if everything fits into this notion of human flourishing. Like, I don't see how this Mm -hmm. fits into the larger picture. Like, what do you mean fits in? As in necessity? Yeah, like, like... no, no, like, like how, like, these other goods, these, all these goods, like, like, conglomerate into eudaimonia. Yeah, I don't know if, I don't know if that's what he means. That's what I think Dunlop was saying. Yeah, I talked to Rob about that, and he kind of disagreed. He was like, because I was like, what is this idea of, like, because Lawrence definitely disagreed with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lawrence was like, no. That's the, like, only thing I agreed with that. Like, like, that's the only thing I enjoyed about that. Yeah, he was like, you don't have to have, you don't have to have all of the virtues, which are the lesser goods, Mm -hmm. than the greater good. Mm -hmm. Like, basically what he's saying is, the fact that you have the greater good doesn't imply that you have the lesser goods. The fact that you have the lesser goods to have the great life means that you have to have the greater good. Mm. But you don't you don't have to have the lesser goods if you have the greatest good. Yeah. Um and I think Rob kind of took a similar bout is like in accordance with virtue. Mm. This doesn't mean that you're a virtuous person. It mm. just means that you don't act against virtuosity or however you say that word. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But like you see what, you see what I'm saying there? And yeah, I was like, oh that. that's kind of 
That makes that's kind of interesting. So it doesn't mean from from this from interpretation. Rod's, yeah, from Rod's perspective. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean that you take all these virtues, you put them in a pot, and they sum up to you, you don't the need. good life. Yeah, yeah. It's mm-hmm. that you act in accordance with them. And, and I thought the paper did a good job. The This uh, I, this mm, mm. this person's paper that we yeah. read today. <laughs> um, this person's paper that we read today, I thought it did a good job of clarifying that, like, hey, the fact that you can't do magnificence if you're poor doesn't mean that you're – you're oh, yeah. acting in vice. Yeah, yeah. It just means that you can't do it. It's not morally criticizable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you could still be living the good life, acting in accordance with the magnificent virtue. You just can't participate. Yeah. That mm-hmm. was a good point in the paper because, like, me and you were talking about before we got to that that, that section. That are <laughs> you good? Oh yeah. Um, we mean you. was like, I mean, what about if like you was asking like what like what about if you're like poor or something like that? You was asking like what would you do in this situation? And it was yeah. like, and this paper rules it out like right off. I was like, no, 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 you're not you're not unvirtuous. You're just you can't participate in this form of excellence. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I don't think Aristotle. I I don't know. I have like weird things. I don't know if like I, it seems my thing with Aristotle. He think it seems he wants everything to be subjective, but then it's not. Yeah, it's subjective to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's sub- like it's subjectively objective. He's like, it's subjective in the sense that my point is right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah it's, like, no, that's really his point, though. <laughs> if um, y'all read Aristotle, don't, don't. But yeah, or or do read his metaphysics. Yeah. You should read some modern neo Aristotelians instead. Okay, because it will yeah. make more sense. That's yeah. true. You can. You yeah. can. Oh yeah, you can. Uh, <laughs> no, we're gonna demand to read Aristotle in this this show. No, I'm. I, I wouldn't do that even if we were allowed to command people. To do <laughs> that's, things. that's a good point. That's a good point. <laughs> um, yeah. So, oh shoot, that leads into my next uh, my next question. But now it's gonna slip my mind. Oh yeah, this problem of like, okay, what so is we noble? got this concept of my magnificence. We aren't technically. We are. I think we can come to the cl- conclusion that you don't need it to be the virtuous person. Yeah. You can still live in accordance with virtue, or sorry, not the virtuous person. You don't need it for you, you Yeah, that that that's my point. It seems you're just doing this for like itself. You're doing it for like I don't know. Oh, I see what you're saying. Okay, yeah. So that, the that fact was my point. That you or... don't need it for you means that it is an end in itself, and therefore, like not a virtue. Yeah, something like that. That's an interesting. Point. That was that was kind of my point. I think you could still do it for for happiness, and just like not need it. For mm. happiness, like okay. you, like in the same sense of like, you you have like, if P then Q, yeah, you, you can say like P is there. Well, then Q is definitely there. But if Q is there, you can't necessarily imply P. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. I think it's also because like, did you just do logic on the radio show? They're <laughs> so confused right now. <laughs> yeah, sorry about that. If you don't know logic, I I apologize. Just it wasn't relevant. To yeah, the it discussion. wasn't. Like yeah. it was just a clarifying point. Yeah, yeah. You, you can move on. I think it's also important to remember that the virtue is specifically a disposition. To mm-hmm. act in a certain way. So when you are in a, so magnificence might be that when you have enough wealth, uh, and you would give the excess to the state for the common good. Not necessarily that you would, but just that you have the disposition to do so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but isn't it a key aspect of these virtues that they're needing to be acted upon? So you can't be magnif- magnificent if you just have the disposition. Well, I think it's that you can be magnificent, magnificent, but it's that specifically eudaimonia is about acting upon the virtues and right. having them. There is a distinction between right. eudaimonia and virtue itself. Oh, that's interesting. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I see your point there. Yeah, that's good. That's good, yeah. Um, okay, now let's get to all this. So we know we have magnificence. So let's, sorry. We know we have magnificence as a virtue in Aristotle's system of ethics. We know that it's some component to get to the good life. Mm-hmm. And I still just think that it's a load of poop. Lodge had an interesting take on the paper when we was walking there. Walking here. Oh, the the anti-capitalist point? Yeah. Yeah, so I read a book on this, this one book by John O'Neill. I forget the exact name. It's like the market ethics, epistemology, political thought, something like that. Uh, And it basically makes the point that if we accept an Aristotelian view of the good life, it seems like if we want to pursue the common good of society that this kind of like ends up forcing us to be kind of critical to capitalism mm-hmm. because like a point that even is made in this paper uh is that aristotle thinks that if our lives are centered around um the pursuit of wealth that this uh, in a sense gets in our way of pursuing virtue specifically because like if you in something like a capitalist society where you are 
in a sense, always uh, chasing after wealth to be able to um, even like keep up a company or something. Say you're a capitalist, uh, do you like keep up your ability to be a capitalist? You have to constantly be pursuing yeah. as much wealth as possible to invest in your companies, so you don't you know get taken <coughs> over by some other capitalist. Love money. Love money. Yeah. See, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. It, <laughs> so, so all your your ends are towards money and not towards necessarily uh, virtue and virtuous activity. Mm-hmm. This is my point about er- the, the left Aristotelians. Mm-hmm. That was mentioned in this paper too. Oh, it, to was some it? to some point, there, mm-hmm. basically they said that there's this distinction between chasing money for money and chasing money for the purpose of. Uh, or chasing wealth for the purpose of the greater good of the society, or something oh, like that. Oh yeah, I think yeah. Yeah, because it makes the point that like Aristotle like thinks that gaining money through like trading oh, yeah, is bad yeah. because if you gain money like for the sake of trading, you're always like trying to get more and more money. Yeah, There's yeah, no yeah. limit to it. Whereas when you try to get money just to like hold up a household and uh, take care of yourself and your political community, then you like yeah. there are limits to how much money. Go on you a couple need. trips. Yeah. yeah. Measure, measure. Oh. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh and, no. And okay. I, oh. I was oh, okay. No. <laughs> uh, no, but yeah, yeah. I I think that's a very good point. Um, that's my point about uh this. There's this notion I've been talking about for weeks now. Mm-hmm. Um, called the Aristotelian left and drawing connections. From, yeah, you got a book by Block. Yeah, called yeah. Talk a little bit about Block. Talk about so we're dude, we'll go off on a tangent. <laughs> okay. We'll okay. go off on a tangent here. Okay. We okay. got well here in a minute. We need to do ads. So you got five minutes to yeah. tell us about your thesis. Uh, DJ Geis is. Writing his thesis this next semester. Yeah. And he's writing it over the German philosopher Ernest Bloch. Ernst Bloch? Ernest. Ernst. It might be Ernst. I, I think I've been spelling it wrong this whole time. Ernesto Bloch. <laughs> Bloch. And, uh, yeah. My thesis on Ernst Bloch and, uh, Theodore Adorno. They're, um, one's, Adorno's a critical theorist. Um, Bloch's probably technically a critical theorist in the sense that Benjamin's technically a critical theorist. Does that make sense? That makes, yeah. Yeah, I think it makes sense. Okay. And uh, um, if it, <laughs> listeners, if you're listening and you're confused on the matter and you don't know what these what that means, it really doesn't matter. And Bloch and Adorno have notions of getting to utopia. And uh, utopia is not like this idealist, I, I, idealistic place that's um, unrealistic. They Like metaphysically can't exist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They It does exist in some sense, um, but they just... Um, they, fuck, dude, you put me on the spot. Uh, <laughs> Whoopsie. <laughs> that's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah. yeah. Banana whistle. Yeah. I'm gonna get a banana whistle, dude. Oh, we should. That'd be good. Anyways, go on. But yeah, so so it's not. It's um a place that does exist in a, objective real possibilities for block, and and in some sense it does exist for Dorno too. Through negativity and for block, it exists through hope. So there's this weird connection of how we get to this place that's not it's not yet actualized. So they they both recognize that we live in a place that really sucks right now and we can somehow get there by, you know, I don't know, praxis and blocks weird metaphysics and Adorno's negativity. That sounds good. I don't know if I really explained it well, but I wasn't listening. I tuned out once I heard critical theory. Yeah. Average analytic. Yeah. Um. So um. Oh, the most analytical thing in the book in, on block is uh, this: if S is not yet wow. P. Okay. If S is not yet P. Yeah. No. Subject. Subject S this is implies not yet P. This implies that P will necessarily become S. No, S will ne- S will become P eventually in the necessarily. future. Necessarily, um, it could possibly. It, for for Black and Adorno, um, the utopia is not a place that necessarily has to happen. It's just you can get there. It can be halted or stopped or co-opted. Okay, go on. Okay. If S is not yet P. Yeah. I mean, oh, that's the whole part. Yeah, that's the that's the most analytical thing. And but what what is the then? What's the second half of the conditional? Is it, it is it then S can become P? Oh, that's a good point. Oh, dude, am I remembering the quote wrong? I think it's subject <laughs> S is not it, it. Yeah, I might. Oh, ads, ads, ads. I don't ads. know if I remember that quote. I don't. I didn't explain my thesis well. Um, guys, I do know what I'm talking about. I have a whole outline. Lige can uh, vouch for me. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, you're about to hear Turn Up the Bass, the Fast Eddie Scratch It Up remix by Tyree Cooper. And then after that, you're going to hear Tear the Fascist Down by Woody Guthrie. Uh, eh? 
kind of perfect because my thesis is about two Marxists. Awesome, super duper trooper. He made the bass and warriors banging. in a bloody fight around this whole world tonight in the battle the bombs and shrapnel rain hitler told the world around he would tear our union down but our union's gonna break them slavery chains and our union's gonna break them slavery chains i walked up on a mountain in the middle of the sky could see every farm and every town I could see all the people in this whole wide world. That's a union that'll tear the fascists down, down, down. That's a union that'll tear the fascists down. When I think of the men and the ships going down while the Russians fight on across the dawn, there's London in ruins and Paris in chains. Good people, what are we waiting on? Good people, what are we waiting on? So I thank the Soviets and the mighty Chinese vets, the allies the whole wide world around. To the battling British thanks, you can have 10 million yanks if it takes them to tear the fascists down, down, down. If it takes them to tear the fascists down. But when I think of the ships and the men going down and the Russians fight on across the dawn, there's London in ruins and Paris in chains. Good people, what are we waiting on? Good people, what are we waiting on? 
So I thank the Soviets and the mighty Chinese vets, the allies the whole wide world around. To the battling British thanks, you can have 10 million yanks if it takes them to tear the fascists down, down, down. If it takes them to tear the fascists down. Okay, um, DJ Geis is in the um, building, the real Hegelian um, that's read some Hegel, but we'll eventually get to Phenomenology of Spirit one of these days. Um, so we're back, boys. Um, 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 and right after these ads. Exactly. Attention, class, sit down. My name is Chris Connolly from the band Hot Panda, also known as your professor. Let's get one thing straight. If there's some of you that think this class is going to be a walk of the cake or a flop about in the park, you are sadly mistaken. Half of you will drop out. And the other half of you will wish that you were dead. If I could offer any advice to those of you still hell-bent on attempting to pass my class, it would simply be to keep your radio tuned to... KVRX when you're in Austin. It's not a phase, Mom! Fall in love with the worst times of your life all over again. The Cringe. Sundays at 5 p.m. hosted by DJ DeChico. And DJ Deep Space, where we embrace all the things we used to hide. Fandoms. Twilight. Minecraft. Creepypasta. Anime. Angsty poetry. Warrior Cats. Only on KVRX 91.7 FM. Now we're back. DJ Geist, the, um, the world historical man, apparently. I'm the modern day historical man. Oh, fuck. <laughs> no. Take over France and spread liberalism throughout Europe. That sounds like me. That sounds like me. He's literally me. <laughs> I can't believe it's not Peyton. I can't believe it's not. What are those ads? I can't believe it's not beef. Oh, I can't believe it's not Jesus. Can't believe it's not butter. <laughs> what? That's the, the one. What are you Jesus it's not from? Jesus. What? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> You're like literally some like antichrist ad. I can't believe it's not him. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds just like him. <laughs> <laughs> I swear that was. I seen him walking down the street the other day. I'm telling you. Um, mm-hmm. Street Jesus. Um. So we're back, boys. DJ guys. Um. Yeah, and then so we're gonna get into some of these questions we need to discuss. Yep, this is philosophy mm-hmm. we think. Philosophy. DJ DeMorgan's, DJ Geist, DJ Assad, Dasad, Dasad. I was close. I almost called you your first name, Silo. Yeah, yeah. That's my. I'm Silo Mo- Silo DeMorgan's. Oh yeah, like the hyphen. My first name, last name. Yeah, that's what it would happen. Uh, but we're we're a philosophy talk show tonight. We're talking about Aristotle. Don't do that, dude. I hate recaps. Okay. That's why. That's one one thing I despise about anime. Sometimes. Have a great show. <laughs> Good luck. Because I'm walking out right now. What if someone tuned in and they were like listening to the music? They're like, "Oh, now these people are talking." Dude, we'll fight right now. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> we're boys, though. We'll be over it. Uh, <clears throat> nah, but we're a philosophy talk show tonight. We're talking about Aristotle's ethics, and we're specifically talking about his virtue of magnificence. Was that quick enough of a recap? Yeah, dude. Dude, My Hero Academia is ridiculous with the recaps. Really? You know, DJ Morgan? I think it was a magnificent recap. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good one. That was a good one. That was, that was funny. Okay, so the first question is... It's not a phase. Sorry. I'm sorry. That it's was not a phase. Every co-op kid that ever existed. I'm saying. Okay. Uh, <laughs> first question. Explain in your own words the excess asso- associated with this virtue. And why, according to Aristotle, this excess is bad from a moral point of view. So we know that the excess. Well, okay, that that was an interesting point yeah. that the article made about. Because he does like talk about it immediately. Yeah, about magnificence mm-hmm. is it doesn't involve whether or not you're spending. Yeah. Magnificence mm-hmm. involves great amounts of spending, no matter what. Mm-hmm. Then the excess and the deficiency come in whenever you're talking particularly about. The, the way, way that, that the spending. money is spent. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. 
And, and we should also address quickly, uh, some of you might be sitting there in your chair going, well, what about how the money is acquired? And the article addresses that as well, that objection of like, well, it matters how you get the money. It's like, well, yeah, that's not what this virtue is talking yeah, the, about. This virtue is not concerned with yeah, how exactly. you get it. That's... Exactly. Aristotle is mm-hmm. concerned with that. He does say that how the money is acquired matters. However, mm-hmm. he does say that this isn't he, this isn't the one. Yeah, yeah. It's a different it's a different one that we're yeah. talking about. Mm-hmm. It, yeah. And Lige pointed that out earlier too. Yeah. yeah. Like magnificence, like, you know, liberality's looking at magnificence and like, you know, when he's trying to say like, Well, I'm I'm the one who, you know, worries about the acquisition of money and liberality's like, You're not that guy. You're not, you're that, not guy. that guy, bud, you're not <laughs> that guy. <laughs> Trust me, you're not that you're not <laughs> Dude, that's such a good one. I love that one. <laughs> Anyways, okay. So with that in mind, can I read this quote from Russell? Bertrand Russell? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Bertrand Russell goes as far to claim that the Nicomachean ethics is designed to be used by the respectable middle aged to suppress the young in a <laughs> parallel argument to objections about magnificence. I would agree. Uh, con- <laughs> concludes that whatever the merits of the uh, that 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 Greek version of the word, um, it's just magnificence. Magnificent man might be there can't be many of them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sorry, the quote got weird. But I just didn't want to say the Greek word, but that Greek word was just magnificent. No, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, but yeah. Okay, so we've got this concept of magnificence that's used to suppress the children. Bro, <laughs> 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 that was you couldn't commit, bro. That was a good one. I know. Yeah, should have gone further with that one. I know, dude. Dude, know. Russell apparently hated his ethics. Yeah, I think, I think Russell hated everybody born before in like the twentieth century. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, Russell's kind of cool. He met Lenin one time, and didn't he try to like insert like like do like a like a Lenin voice t- to him or something like that? Yeah, that's it was, funny. It was really it was really weird because <laughs> like Bertrand Russell has like the voice of someone who drank too much milk as a child. <laughs> On him trying to like do a Lenin voice, just as Lenin standing in front of him. Oh yeah. <laughs> Well, it was during the interview. I don't think Lennon was, was oh, yeah. there when he was doing it. Oh, really? Oh, I thought he was there. No, because he, he met Lennon and like, he went to like the Soviet Union at one point, and I think yeah. that's when he met Lennon. Oh, okay, That's great. Okay. That's great. Anyway, so we were talking about the, the, the excess. Yeah, uh, the, the excess and the, yeah. and the defects. So. I think the way he describes it in the paper is pretty good. Uh, the vice of excess is tastelessness or vulgarity, which involves spending large sums on the wrong things. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. the vice of deficiency is pettiness, which involves spending large amounts of money, but in a grudging, miserably... Or inappropriate manner. Yeah, see, I'm. What page is that? I understand the idea page of the. 784. Okay. Oh, my. Yeah. I understand this idea of the excess of, uh, mm-hmm. of, of what, what is it, vulgarity? Or what is the excess? I, I don't know the Tastelessne- Tastelessness. Tastelessness. Spending, yeah, spending it on the wrong thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I don't Every understand how pettiness. Elon Musk. Yeah, but I don't understand how pettiness is the deficiency. I mean, yeah. it just seems like it's not counter. Like, what do you do begrudgingly? Oh, like, like maybe like a wealthy person like begrudgingly helping somebody. Yeah, it's like, yeah, I'll like help pay for this library, I guess, but I'm not gonna be happy about it. Yeah, Peyton giving me money for rent. <laughs> no, the modern no, day Marks and Engels. <laughs> nah. No, 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 no. But um, this is a good joke. But like. I guess my my question is when you think about courage and you think about its excess and its its arrogance, and then you think about its defect and its cowardly cowardness or cowardliness, whatever. You it's pretty easy to see. Yeah, I can see how cowardliness is uh, deficiency in courage and and arrogance is a is a uh, uh, over maximization or having too much courage. Mm-hmm. I it's hard for me to see how. Spending money grudgingly is the exact opposite of spending money in the wrong way or spending mm-hmm. too much money to, towards the wrong thing. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of weird because, like, say you have a whole bunch of money and, like, you're, do- you're doing these things, you know. You, you're doing, like, you give a whole bunch of money. You're, you set up, like, musical performances and all the stuff he mentions earlier and stuff like this, like, like mm-hmm. festivals and stuff. Let's say you do that, like, begrudgingly. It mm-hmm. seems it still, like, produces some good. Right, because it's like setting up these things for the community or something right. like that. Mm-hmm. So it's like, how is that the? That would be the yeah, the mm-hmm. deficiency, right? Yeah, yeah. And I, I do think this is an important thing because Aristotle wants to throw these other things out, like mm-hmm. acquisition. He wants to say that's not what we're talking about, but we are talking about pettiness and 
uh, vulgarity and and uh, what what's the other one? Sorry. Or tastelessness. Yeah, tastelessness. <laughs> so it's like, why are we when this seems to be jumping categories from the intent of the person to the of in in the sense that they're doing it grudgingly to the um sort of like way that the money is spent, which has nothing to do with the intent. It's just spending it on the wrong thing. It's like what we've jumped classes. What, why can't we include other things? So that, that would be my question. Mm-hmm. I think, I think Aristotle might say that the vulgarity does have to do uh, in some sense with the, the disposition of the person as well, because if they are more vulgar and they're going to spend this money on questionable things, not necessarily uh, not realizing that it's not really going to be for the good of the state, that might be, what he means by it being an excess of uh, magnificence. Right, right. What are you doing over there? Oh, sorry. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we lost DJ Geist. No, okay. no, no. We're just going to sit here until DJ Geist talks. Yeah. We're going <laughs> to yeah. silently Okay, we're gonna I sent a text message. Him. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> um, I get sad sometimes, boys. <laughs> What's up, bro? Listen, hey, I got I got a phone number for you. <laughs> I'll send this man out the booth right now. That's the only time I didn't want to be wingman. Uh, Don't give me that number. I'm saying, bro. <laughs> Anyways. Oh. <laughs> oh, jeez. Bro, that's what I regretted everything. Anyways, um, as we were saying, I'm going to go cry. Oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, so they're going crazy over here. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, guys. We, we hate to leave you out of the loop, but uh, we, we really, can't. We can't talk about. We really that. can't. We, we talk can't about talk about it. No. It's, yeah. yeah. Not on air. Um, I'll tell you later. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> I'm gonna die. Um, okay. So what? So we've talked about the excess and deficiency. What's the next question? Uh, give a p- specific example of an action accompanied by an emotional response. This is the act and feeling that Aristotle would count as an example of your virtue. Do you agree with this action and emotional response? Exemplify the quality that is morally significant. Why or why not? Yeah. So, so I think we've kind of talked about that already. Yeah. In the sense that the action would be giving correctly to some sort of like community helping yeah. uh, activity in a large amount, mm-hmm. like a like a feast or a party or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. With the correct intent, where you want to do this because you do it for the noble mm-hmm. or the good, and you do that noble or good, I'm not because you want to be seen as noble or good, but yeah. because you truly are and you yeah. want to help yeah. the other people. Let's stick with good because I don't like noble. I think that's like weird. Like, yeah. it, like, mm-hmm. like there's right. like weird connotations. Yeah, okay, okay. Yeah. We can stick with the good. Yeah. But the point being, that's what it would look like. And yeah. then what was the second half of the question? Um, do you agree with this action and emotional response? Exemplify a quality that is morally significant. Yeah, my point is no. I don't. I, I think it's just an extension of liberality. Mm-hmm. That's um, that's my point. I wasn't. I'm not satisfied as to a response, but like I would say, I don't think I agree. I agree with this notion of human flourishing. Obviously, you know this, and I would say I'm not really a virtue ethicist. Sorry, Lige. Sorry, <laughs> DJ Desaad. Um. <coughs> Um, oh, okay. Um, so I'd agree that, like, maybe doing this action um, for, like, the community would lead to, like, a community, like, the community, like, flourishing as a whole. So mm-hmm. I would agree with that as, like, being, like, yeah, in that sense. But I probably would disagree on it, like, with being some kind of weird, like, virtue. But I guess I'm not, like, in ethics like that. I never really, like, mm-hmm. thought about yeah. ethics until this class. So I don't know if I have, like, ethics like yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my... <laughs> I, same here. I, I I didn't. I have a very rough background with ethics before we started taking this class, and my like experience with it, especially coming from the logic, yeah, you know, like background is like, yeah, very dissatisfying. Yeah, like mm-hmm. yeah, like mine's like my my notion's like I think this is good for human flourishing, but do I have an ethical system? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah, Lige, uh, DJ Desaad. <laughs> yeah, DJ Desaad. DJ Desaad, yeah. Yeah, there you go. Desaad. Yeah, on the on the question of magnificence, I I would say yeah, I think it's important, but I think I would also want to to maybe uh, make the concept of wealth a little broader than uh, necessarily Aristotle does, because I think I would want to include things like community service, giving time and labor mm-hmm. to the community as being uh, a part of giving, in a sense, wealth to the community. And maybe what a being... true Marxist. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. <laughs> It's like uh, all my friends are radicals except Peyton. Yeah, I don't even know what I am. Yeah, we'll discuss that one day. All right, go on. You go. Mm-hmm. Sorry. 
But yeah, I feel like we should widen the concept to include things like labor and time and things like that. So you give to the community uh, for its betterment towards the common good. Mm-hmm. That would be my take. That's a, that's a good take. Yeah, it's a good I take. Get on I agree with that. that. Yeah. I guess that's so what me- I was kind of getting at, but I just didn't elaborate on, like, there's... I guess <laughs> I I was thinking that, but, like, it wasn't, like, a part of what I said. But, like, yeah, I would agree with, like, ex- broadening this notion of wealth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Good for human flourishing. Maybe you could. Who knew Marx read Aristotle? It's yeah. crazy. Yeah, yeah, it's not like he like mentions him like several times in Capital. Yeah. <laughs> maybe maybe that's something you and our partner could present is like our present our our partner kind of takes my view and yeah. it's like and it's like yeah I don't I don't think it's a good virtue because mm-hmm. it's like this this and this and then you take that stance and yeah. it's like yeah I do think it is because we need to cons- expand the conception of wealth. wealth yeah and then her just be like. Yeah, but that's not what Aristotle meant. So yeah, yeah. To speaking in, so that way we can come to a satisfying conclusion for both. It's like, well, for Aristotle, yeah, for him, the yeah. way he meant it is not good. Yeah. However, there is a interpretation that you could take that is good. Yeah. That'd be a good way. What's I, the next question? Oh, 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 yeah. And one quick thing, I think yeah. you you knew like my thing, like you knew from the jump I was gonna agree with this notion of human flourishing. Yeah. From the jump, you just mm-hmm. you knew I was gonna be weird about like uh, ethical systems because I don't have a background and like I don't know yeah. what's a. Yeah. Last question, that last question, maybe last question. It, it, well, there's multiple questions, I guess, in this one question. Do you think your virtue is universally recognized as a virtue no. across human societies and cultures? Well, okay. If no, you can answer by giving an example of a society or culture in which your virtue is not regarded as a virtue. If yes, you can answer by arguing that any society and culture that did not regard your virtue as a virtue would be missing something morally important. Okay, so this is interesting. So for I say, it's an obvious no if we're taking Aristotle's conception yeah. because you mm-hmm. just say all of Christian culture. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. all of this, like, uh, like not like the like flaunty spending yeah, is like the, not the stuff about humility. Mm-hmm. And stuff, yeah, yeah, humility, temp or whatever you call um, but, but it. Give the, away all your money and follow yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, Ooh. exactly. Yeah. Um, and and there's no there the Christian tradition doesn't particularly have at the core of it. Yeah. The correct target. I at can spending. read. The it's thing. like yeah, give money. Like you give tithes and. Mm-hmm. Maybe the pastor is giving it to, the you know, pastor. maybe, well, you give your tithe oh, yeah, in yeah, church yeah. and mm-hmm. maybe the pastor is giving it to Wells or yeah. maybe he's, you know, doing it for something else. Yeah, Joel Olstein. Mm-hmm. But I can read this quote for you right here um, that from the, our paper. Compared to the Christian conception of humility, which subjugates one's pride to others, which consoles that the poor are blessed in spirit, Matthews, the 5-3 or whatever, and and which warns that it is easier for a camel to pass through the eye of a needle than for the rich to enter into the kingdom of God, Matthew 19.24. Magnus- magnificence seems grossly misplaced. Um, and then my quote, my notes next to it says, base Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> he was pretty based. Yeah, he was pretty based. Um, like yeah, but this was just getting at what you're saying. Like, in this, cri- this Christian tradition... Um, magnificent seems to be like not a part of it. It's yeah. like it's mm-hmm. it's like yeah. ah, what are we doing here? But if we go with the expanded conception of wealth that we were just talking about, maybe there is a way to what fit it into it? every mm-hmm. culture. That's going to be difficult. Um, also, the, our current culture definitely doesn't think magnificence is a virtue. Mm, I think I think we would say that is because we like we we like philanthropy or like people do- at least say they do. Yeah, it's a scam though. I mean, yeah, it is. It's meant to like. It's like ideology. Make you not, right off. Yeah, you like uh, you don't realize that uh, Bill Gates is actually like uh, uh, stealing your surplus labor value. Yeah, uh, because true. he's giving all this money to charities or whatever. Yeah, but I guess we. Yeah, you're right. But we all. But we. Yeah, you're right. But we wouldn't say that's necessarily still not a. That doesn't make it not a virtue, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I think. I think it's if you want to say that it's not a virtue or that it. It's not a virtue for every or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. It is a virtue for every culture. It's gonna be really hard to argue for that. Like you, mm-hmm. you say something like, "It is a virtue for every society," in the sense of you know, like you get what I'm saying. It's mm-hmm. gonna be really hard to get that take because you're gonna have to survey like, like there's always gonna be some counterexample. Yeah. yeah. In, the, in the sense of, it's not. I mean, this is like the classical like logic logical problem of like, mm-hmm. I had, like, <laughs> I had a friend. In high school, he's um, not philosophically inclined. Are you still friends <laughs> with him? Uh, we're we talk. Okay, but he we're not. He's not boys though, right? We're not boys. We're not boys. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, no, but he um, he was trying to make this argument in high school that 
women are naturally caregivers. All women. Whoa. Oh. And I'm like. He was literally making his argument in yeah. high school? Yeah. yeah Where's yeah. he at now? Still making that argument? Yeah. Probably. <laughs> That's problematic. Probably. That's so but bad. he's saying this. He's like, women are naturally like caregivers. And I'm like, okay. You, you realize you're applying this to all oh. of the domain. Yeah. Like speaking in logical terms, you're, you're taking the whole set and you're pl- applying yeah. it to every woman. And then all I have to do is provide one, one example camp. and your whole point is gone. Yeah. So the, <laughs> this point is, and my point was like, look at the, the entire Russian steppe society and the history there of like all the, like mm-hmm. wrong. Anyways, the, all the easily destroyed argument. The point being, it relates similarly yeah. in mm-hmm. that, how much time? Oh, we got five minutes left, dude. Oh, we, we kind of did good. We went yeah, off. Yeah, we've been talking. But um, we'll, we'll we'll close it out yeah. here. Um, the point being that that it's easily it's easily destroyed if you want to say that it's a all societies have magnificence as a virtue as opposed to yeah. mm-hmm. not all because then you we just could, have to say here's one example wrong. We can take a cultural 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 relativist relativist relativist, relativist. stance on this matter and say something like maybe there's some notion of ma- magnificence but it looks different in how it develops in these other cultures yeah but then you have to really give a concrete formal definition for magnificence that's, that's true. super broad and it's just mm-hmm. going to end up being a tautology yeah mm-hmm. that's a good point i hate when you do logic to me <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> yeah okay guys talk logical to me yeah, <laughs> talk. Ooh, this was a good episode. Talk dirty to me. Okay, we're done. Okay, we're done. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was a good episode, guys. Yeah, um, it was a good episode. We really appreciate you guys for tuning in, and we next week we'll still be talking about Aristotle. But come two weeks from now, no, no, ne- actually, no. no next next week, week we surprise, won't. surprise, 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 surprise. surprise. Y'all gonna be hyped. <laughs> it's gonna be a big one. It's gonna big be exciting. Show. Yeah. Oh, oh, we're keeping it a surprise. We're keeping it a surprise. Okay, yeah. If you if you are interested in the surprise, we will have a post up by Monday on our Instagram at Philosophy We Think. Mm-hmm. You can look there if you're interested in what our surprise is for Friday. But just know we will not be talking about Aristotle. We won't even be talking about ethics, will we? Mm-hmm. Not, we may brush it. We may brush it, but I think it's more metaphysical. Yeah, yeah. We'll be talking about some fun stuff. Yeah. Uh, and we'll be having a very special guest on. So, Yeet. all right, guys. Uh, much kisses. Much love. I hope you all have a great night. And we will see you guys next week on Friday at 9 p.m. for Philosophy We Think.